You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Rise and shine, football fans. Welcome to Morning Footy. Glad to have you with us this morning, and I am glad to be back at the desk. Hey, Nico did a great job as well. Um, Thank you. Nico, how was... How was sitting in the host chair? Yeah, it was great. Was it? It's great to have you back. Oh, thank you. I think I have more to say on this side than than (laughs) I do there. It was so nice. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God! Nico would just toss to us, and we got yeah, to talk. You had oh, some room. You had all this time oh. to chat. You know what's the trickiest part? <laughs> what? Knowing when to finish the conversation, because there's always they talk. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I want to say something here, and mm. then you got to be like, oh no. I know. I'm the adult that has to be like, okay. I'm always like, you gotta gotta put a pin. Gotta put in this one. Way. We're gonna revisit it at some point, but yeah. It's yeah. A lot. I tried to I, emulate my best. Did you do any? I, did you do a Susanna impression? No, no, I. You did it. No, I thought for sure no, that would fact, happen. Oh. He would. He did the Buenos Dias instead of Rise and Shine. <gasps> so he didn't steal your Rise and Shine, which I respected. He did not take your intro. I would have gladly given you the Rise and Shine. Yeah, but right, right, Rise and Shine. There's not what would be the equivalent in Spanish. What is something, the yeah? Something, I would have. Oye, levántate. Well, it's. Yeah. Crushed it. Very proud. Oh, you did That's kind. Thank Nico you. Nico can't But you're, do your it morning all. footies were number one. Oh, you're the it captain. Was, it was, I had a good time in Miami, though. I was back Ooh. at You crushed it. Hey, you crushed it. Also, can we acknowledge that Darian Jenkins is at the desk, and she's fabulous, and oh, we are so you. delighted to have you thank here you. On, this, on this Wednesday. All right. Hey, should we chat some Champions Let's League? Do it. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Um, we had the final match day of the group stage kicked off yesterday. Here's a look at Tuesday's results. Um, Arsenal and Pitt SV, a 1-1 draw. Real Madrid continue to roll 3-2 over Union Berlin. Napoli, a big one, 2-0 over Braga. Uh, the Inter Milan Real Sociedad match was a 0-0 draw. And mm. uh, look at Group A down here. Copenhagen, 1-0 over Galatasaray. And Bayern Munich, 1-0 over Manchester United. So let's take a look at the Group A table. And this is how it all shakes out. Manchester United finish in last place. This is the second time in club history that that has happened for them in Champions League group stage. They will not be playing in European competition last year. Um, It was a 70th minute Kinsley Coleman goal that ended up putting them away. And... (sighs) 
I don't know. You heard all of the post-match reaction from Eric Ten Hag, even at the desk on our Champions League coverage. They were talking about how you haven't seen a Manchester United team not have any fight or not look like they had any answers. And it was just knowing what was at stake, knowing what was on the line, that type of performance. I was I was shocked, Alexis, to, yeah. to just not see the, the fire in their bellies that you would expect. I think for me, it's just so upsetting to see. And I'm not even a Manchester United fan, but I feel so bad for these fans because the players are saying it's not the coach, it's us. The coach seems like he can't figure out the, the, the right answers, the, what, how to position this team to win, inspire them to play. The way we grew up watching Manchester United, they just wouldn't give up at the end of matches. And there's just something amiss. And, you know, the ownership, the new ownership coming in, it's just watching this. You think of your, I just think to fans, and they're sort of, I could see it online. They're like, they're done arguing with people. They're like, we also mm -hmm. don't know. We don't know what's going on. And for Manchester United to not be in Europe at all, mm -hmm. think about it. The only Hoyland in Europe isn't Rasmus Hoyland. It's his brother on FC Copenhagen. It, this is a com not the way I think any Manchester United uh, fan would have assumed this season has gone. And there's just complacency. And complacency kills. It's just, it's a, it's a, just a sad floating down a lazy river at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's... It was bad. You said they finished bottom of the group mm -hmm. for the second time. Mm -hmm. They're the only English group in Champions League. Excuse me, let me rephrase that. They're the only English team to finish bottom of the group since the group stage is a thing twice on two separate occasions. They're the only English team to concede 15 goals in a group stage since the group stage is Oof. a thing. And n not only that, they're out of Europe full stop. And now their manager coming in post-game and saying mm. the performance was okay, like as if it was all right, as if it was passable. This is Manchester United, who for the large majority of the second half didn't take a shot when they were being eliminated from Europe full mm. stop. That was, that was horrendous. That was what you don't expect from Manchester United. You expect there to be fight. You expect there to be grit. Die trying. If you're gonna die trying fair, if you're gonna give it your all fair, if you go from minute 56 to minute 90 without taking a shot, mm -hmm. a single shot, with the greatness of Manchester United, the fall from grace after Sir Alex Ferguson has been, has been tough to watch. And, and, and I feel for United because they're used to glory. And, and it's not to, to, to piggyback on United and beat the horse while it's down. It's, it's tough to watch because you want success for, for historic clubs in football. But the way that those players and the way that the whole panorama mm -hmm. played out, it was, it was difficult to watch. It was. It was tough. They needed a win. They, they needed, needed, you know they needed to win. And, and you touched on it and so did you. They needed an effort that was to the quality, to the expectation of the badge. And that's not what mm. we saw. There, it, there was no, the heart, I would have loved the camera on, you know, a Roy Keane, a Paul Scholes. Oh gosh, You know, yeah. uh, on, on the Neville brothers, just show me what your face looked like in that second half, because I know you were not watching a club you played for. That's not what Manchester, that's not the Manchester United quality level. Uh, maybe, maybe you're going through a rough period, maybe you don't have the highest quality players, but the effort, that's not something you pay for. That's something you expect at Manchester United. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be saying any of this if there was a fight or any sort of 
inspiration that the team maybe played with or they were trying different things. It seemed like, I don't know, Washington felt like everyone was kind of on an island. Like some of the attackers were just not trying to combine at all. They were not using Hoyland. There was hardly any shots in the second half. And it seems like everyone's in a gray area. And what do you do? Like their body language after the game was devastating. Mm. It's devastating. My heart goes out to him. Like, what do you what do you do? Lifeless. What did yeah. you, Darian, make of Eric Ten Hag after his postgame comments and kind of, you know, how that would have been received in the locker room? Because I know he said one thing. But oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought his body language and his facial expression said completely different from mm-hmm. what he was verbally saying. I'm sure he went into the locker room and, like, probably put his hands up. Like, what, what do you expect? What If you can't go on the field and do anything and be effective and play with heart. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I thought he looked like he was seething. I thought he looked so angry, but he was, you have to publicly go back your team. It didn't make sense because it was a horror, horrendous performance. I don't agree with that. I don't no? agree that he has to publicly back his team. I, or sure, but at least take responsibility mm. for, for being eliminated from Europe in a group where you had Copenhagen and Galatasaray and you were a favorite alongside Manchester United. As the Manchester United manager with a club in turmoil, if you're Eric Ten Hag, saying a performance is okay outwards, you can do whatever you want in the dressing room, however you think it's fit. But that was not good enough. It was a performance that was way under par. It was horrendous. And as the manager, one of the most important clubs in world football, you need to take responsibility. He said the performance was okay. Okay okay is a 1-1 draw at Stoke on a cold, rainy night. (laughs) That's that's okay. Hey, you know, we we did our best. We got an okay result. You just got eliminated from the Champions League. You just got eliminated from Europe. Europe. You lost for the seventh Seventh time time at Old Trafford already this season, and you think that was okay? I'm sorry, but as the face of a club, for fans that are so devoted and so diehard, nobody is taking responsibility. Mm. Maybe the players at this point, you know, right before the game, he said, oh, this is on us and not the manager, but the manager itself, that's, that's, it's just, I, I think it's an incorrect analysis of, of the situation. One oh, shot yeah. on target. Oof. That's okay. Thanks. That's and okay. Guess who, guess who they play this weekend? Hmm. Hmm. Liverpool mm-hmm. at Anfield. And guess who Manchester United won't have on their team because of a suspension? Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez. Oh, yes. And, is, the, inju- and the injury and to Harry Luke Maguire. Shaw. This is this is Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire. Times are bleak. Times are very bleak. Yikes. Uh, just want to mention quickly before we move on to that Copenhagen Galatasaray match, uh, Bayern Munich, 40 match unbeaten streak in Champions League group stage. That's crazy. So, which is a wild, wild stat. Um, big uh, way. Nine away wins in a row Nuts. in Champions League. Domination. Stage. That's a competition record. That's crazy. That's really, really staggering. Okay, uh, but let's chat about Copenhagen Galatasaray. Copenhagen is moving on. I don't think any of us would have predicted that when we looked at these teams in this group. But here we go, 58th minute. That was such a good goal. It was, I mean, this is what Copenhagen can do, especially at home. They find a way to win. They had uh, lower XG than, than uh, Galatasaray. Galatasaray came out to play, but man, they just, at home, this team is so good in Champions League. In the league, uh, they're not as great. <laughs> but in Champions League, they turn it on. And the vibes are great, man. Vibes I are mean, so good. This might be vibe, vibe, Vibes FC for this competition. Did you see what they did after the game? Gave away free beer. Free beer. Suze. To the entire stadium. Suze, I didn't think you were coming in today. I thought you were headed to Denmark. <laughs> 
Please, <laughs> get my ticket. Your girl's going to Denmark. Yeah. Seriously. But, I mean, that, what a cool gesture, number one, for the fans. But mm-hmm. it, it is. It is all good vibes. And I think, uh, you know, it's, a, it's one of the fun stories in Champions League that we've seen this Two year. losses in their 19 Champions League games at the Parkin. They've been fun. It's an incredible yeah. result. And, and for Galatasaray, who are really unorganized defensively, <clears throat> they didn't... Mm. They didn't play a good game. And when you expect from all the stars, they they really haven't been convincing as of late in Turkish Super League. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I, I watch Galatasaray and for all the stars that they have and all the opportunities they create, they're not as clinical. And the game in Istanbul on match day one came to bite them in the butt because they created more opportunities mm-hmm. Than, mm-hmm. than Copenhagen in Istanbul. And they they had the op- on a platter and, and they couldn't get it done. Similarly against Manchester United and similarly against Bayern Munich too, they created, but they didn't finish. And it's all credit to Copenhagen. Hey, it was 32 degrees Fahrenheit at the park. It was snowing. It was those conditions. (laughs) A winter wonderland. Those conditions were ideal for Copenhagen to freeze Galatasaray and and not give them an opportunity. Literally. They held on. Very cool, very cool. So, yeah, in Group A, it is going to be Bayern Munich and Copenhagen. Moving on, here's a look at the rest of the teams that are also qualifying for the round of 16. Let's take a look at this. Any surprises here when you see some of these? I mean, I feel like there's a lot of of teams that you would expect to be here, but... Uh, Yeah, I think Copenhagen and PSV are probably the two two standouts as far as getting through. Maybe uh, Real Sociedad, maybe people don't know mm-hmm. how good they are this mm-hmm. year. Maybe yeah, that, they, they've been sneaky, course. sneaky yeah. good. And here are some of the other teams that have also qualified to the knockout rounds. Beautiful to see Napoli and uh, Inter get through. Napoli had a huge, huge result yesterday over Braga. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But right now, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, Semra Hunter is going to be back with some headlines when we return. Stick around, everyone. We'll be right back. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 
15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back to morning footy oh check out these uh arrival fits from the liverpool players at training yesterday i see you most all on dominic shobashlai this is new for Liverpool. Ooh, guys. Okay. okay, red leather. Oh. Okay. What's up, Allie? I'll watch this detective show. Oh, oh, oh my lord. Okay, Bird. This Bird. <laughs> this is we call this Dimes Square Elite in uh, New York, and I just I can't think of any. I know. Can we? Dimes Square Elite. <laughs> can we get <laughs> the air conditioner pointed directly Suze. at Zeus? <laughs> you're, you're, getting married, yeah. you're getting married in, in like three weeks. Oh, you, you want to hear something crazy? His fit was Christmas themed, Suze. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> I love Big Verge. Um, <laughs> when they when the, the officiant says, speak now forever, hold your peace, I'm just going to look back if anyone's wearing a Liverpool kit. <laughs> Is Klopp here? <laughs> anyone? In a big six four you? center back to the Stevie, yeah. do you take the red <laughs> eye? Oh, the doors open. <laughs> so I am I'm typically pretty cool when I meet athletes because, you know, it's part of the job. I did a shoot with Liverpool a few years back when they were doing their tour of the United States. And Virgil van Dyke was one of the players. And I'm not kidding. I could like I couldn't formulate words like yeah. it was like and he's he's like he's a huge guy and he's got this deep voice. Mm. And I was just like. Oh, my God. And he asked me who my favorite player was on Liverpool. And out of nowhere, I just said, Ian Rush. And he started laughing so hard. And he was like, great answer. And then I was like, did I just make Virgil van Dyke laugh? Oh, my yeah. God. Like, and then I, like, I was just shook. I was there. I was actually shook. shocked when you introduced yourself. You said, hi, I'm Susanna van Dyke. And he was like, no, 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 no. No, not, not yet. <laughs> and he has been, he's, he's like back to, to Virgil van Dyke yeah. this season, too, which has been, been awesome to see. But they have not done the fit picks. Liverpool, that's not been a thing for them. This mm-hmm. is like a new thing that they're doing. And they've, they've got some, some swagger. Wow. They've got a little sauce this Look year. Look them modernizing. I know. I know. That was fun. Thank you to our producer, Jen, for putting that in this segment. I enjoyed it very much. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it, they came from your laptop from that file that says work, work files. <laughs> I love you, Ian. <laughs> Let's send it over to Semra for some headlines. Hello, Semra. Good morning. Hello. It's great to have you in the studio. I wasn't here. So I haven't gotten to meet you, but it is a, an absolute pleasure. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank we you. We miss you. I know. Great so to be back. <laughs> Even though you were doing some great stuff over in Miami. Thank so you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, let's get straight to it then, shall we, with the headlines. We start with UEFA Champions League news on this final day 
of the group stage. Rafael Leao is set to return from a month-long injury layoff with AC Milan manager Stefano Pioli confirming yesterday that the Portuguese star was fit to start in the Rossoneri's crucial group stage clash today with Newcastle. Leao has been sidelined with a hamstring injury but is expected to start at St. James's Park in Milan's group of death finale. Milan will need a win today along with some help to advance the Champions League knockout rounds. Now from UEFA Champions League to the Club World Cup we go. Karim Benzema made history in the tournament's opening match yesterday. The French superstar scored the final goal in Al-Insihad's 3-0 win over Auckland City, becoming the first player to score in four different Club World Cups. Al-Itahad's emphatic victory moves the Saudi Giants into the Club World Cup second round, where they will face Egyptian giants Al-Akhli on Friday. In MLS news, Charlotte FC has named former Aston Villa and Leicester City manager Dean Smith as its new head coach. I know there's some excitement in here for that one. Signing the Englishman to a multi-year contract, Smith arrives from England, where the last two teams he managed, Leicester City and Norwich City, were both relegated. Smith's biggest coaching accomplishment. Yeah, let's paper over that one, right? No relegation in MLS. We're good. We're good, we're good. When he helped Aston Villa earn promotion, to the Premier League. Well, at least he has something positive on his CV. Right, in other MLS news, however, Seattle Sanders said goodbye to longtime playmaker Nicolas Lodeiro, who leaves the Emerald City after eight trophy-filled seasons. The Uruguayan midfielder led the Sounders to two MLS Cup titles and a CONCACAF Champions League title as well. Lodeiro set a Sounders career record for assists with 95 to go with 58 goals. The 34-year-old does not plan to retire, but chose to leave Seattle rather than take a reduced role at the club. From a long-time star saying goodbye to his MLS team to a legend saying farewell to the game, Giorgio Chiellini has officially announced his retirement, ending a storied career that spanned more than two decades. The Italian national team and Juventus legend won nine Serie A titles with the Bianconeri and the 2020 Euros with the Azzurri. The 39-year-old ended a 20-year run in Italy with a move to MLS a year ago, helping LAFC win an MLS Cup title a year ago before leading them back to the final once again, which LAFC lost on Saturday to the Columbus crew in what was the final match of his career. Chiellini posted his retirement announcement on social media yesterday with a statement that read more like a love letter. You have been the most beautiful and intense journey of my life. You have been my everything. With you, I have traveled a unique and unforgettable path. But now it's time to start new chapters, face new challenges and write further important and exciting pages of life. Now, Nico. Chiellini was always known as one of the greats in defense, whether it was Italian football, football overall, and quite a unique character. This really is the end of an era, and he really is the last of a dying breed, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And I think he embodied the Italian spirit oh, yeah. very well, Giorgio Chiellini. Very passionate, but not only that, humble and, and nice, mm. always willing to, to give an interview. And he had so much love for the game. and. You respect that so much from a competitive standpoint. Almost this this obsession over football, <laughs> an obsession for you. And I like what Juve did because it was like the American way of hanging a, a jersey in the rafters, mm -hmm. right? They were they were raising and honoring his number three captain with Italy was able to lift the Euro, and he was a winner in all sense of the word. Countless amount of times. With Juve again, that's that's easier said than done. Like, you realize what winning what was it, 10, 11, 
Scudetto, I think it was 10 Scudetto in a row. Mm. Scudetti in a row. It's crazy. That is unfathomable to yeah. win 10 leagues in a row and just to have that consistency over time. I just The World Cup, I think, is somewhere where not only him, but the rest of Italy would have been somewhere where I think they would have liked to have done better with, with such a talented player pool. Nonetheless, they won the Euro and... And we are we are losing a a big player in the world of football. I think uh, I, I met him briefly in his time at Major League Soccer, and I spoke about it last week on the show. But what so impressed me about him was that this is, this is a Chiellini. This is a man who has won countless scudettos and a World Cup and Euros, and. The way in which he approached his time in Major League Soccer, he had so much respect for the league and for LAFC as a club. And he was so informed about what the league was about. And mm-hmm. and just kind of, he had taken this very cerebral ap- approach and he was so gracious with everyone. And he, I think he understood, you know, he was a, he was a legend of the game coming to Major League Soccer and the access that we as media were able to have with him. Because a lot of times when these big name players come over, it, they're very protected uh, by the clubs, and and you might not get that kind of access to them. And he was just so so generous, mm. and was Humble. so happy to be an ambassador for not only LAFC but for the league as as well. And the way he would would speak about it, and I just have I had so much respect. He was such a gentleman, such a gentleman, um, and just a, a tremendous a tremendous player. And when you listen to the guys that he has played with, I mean, like. Everyone just has just the, the highest of praise. And even in his, his later stages of, of playing, he was still just so much quality, so much quality on the pitch. It was uh, a privilege, a privilege to watch him play. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. Um, we are going to dive into Group C from Champions League next. That's coming up. Stay with us, everyone. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. Time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Bellingham, and now taken by Danny Ceballos. Danny Ceballos has found the bottom corner. Harborough, isolate Dooney, or rather tight. Alex Kral's shot. Wow! Alex Kral. He hasn't scored a club goal for nearly five years. Mata had a chance to squirt. Osserman does, and it's backfield slowly, slowly, slowly over the line. And Napoli have a second goal and a place in the knockout stages now. 
Welcome back. Final standings of Group C in Champions League. Here is how it looks. No surprise, Real Madrid running away with the top spot, but Napoli able to clinch a berth in the knockout rounds. Braga will be playing in Europa League and Union Berlin finish last. All right, so let's dive in a little bit further. Uh, Napoli had a lot to play for in this one. Um, they made it to the quarterfinals last season, but they needed a win or a draw or a loss by one goal only to advance to the knockouts, but they were able to get it done. A 2-0 win over Braga. And for Napoli, a team that has been struggling this year in Serie A after winning the Scudetto, uh, this had to be just a much-needed boost for them, Nico. Definitely, and it's, it bolsters Walter Mazzari a little bit. Obviously, it would have been catastrophic had they not made the next round. Um, they obviously had wiggle room. And here, Osimhen scoring, it's important for him as well. Coming off one day afterwards, winning the CAF Player of the Year, that's the trophy that the Confederation of, of, of Africa gives to, to their best player, the Nigerian striker, because he did, was so fantastic for, for Napoli in, in their Scudetto winning season. N nonetheless, for, for Napoli, this is the first real building block, I think, for Walter Mazzarri. Yes, beating Atalanta in that very first game, mm -hmm. maybe a new manager bump, and then they played two much harder opposition. They, they weren't able to win, and slowly you, you, you start building, right? You've got Cagliari at the weekend. Um, but, but the jury's not yet out on Walter Mazzarri and his idea going forward with Napoli. Braga are a much inferior team. I had some hope because offensively they're, they're very strong. They, they create a lot of chances. In fact, when they were down 1-0, they had more shots than, than Napoli at that point. And then obviously the game ended up playing out how it played out. But it's, it's a first nice step for for Napoli and, and Mazzarri. So how do you get that success in Champions League to translate to league play? Is there, Darian, as a player, is there, you know, when you, do you compartmentalize kind of the two competitions? Like, are they separate? How, how much do they correlate? Like, how different would be playing in Champions League to, to league play? Because we've seen Napoli struggle mm -hmm. this year after winning the Scudetto, but they're moving on to the knockout rounds in, mm -hmm. in Champions League. So how do you find that correlation? Yeah, I think they need to take this, win and all of the lessons that they learn from it and the momentum from it and just bring it into their next matches. What's beautiful about Champions League is you get to play the best of the best around the country, around um, Europe. So the fact that they can take all of those and play against different competition and learn, you know, make different mistakes and be exposed and then take that back to the training ground and adapt and learn from it is huge. So as a player, I think you use it as an advantage going into league play and into Champions League and moving on into the next round. Yeah, yeah I mean... Marco was here yesterday. He was very confident Napoli would win. Uh, we talked about different ways Braga might be able to pose a bit of a threat. But in the end, it, it seemed relatively, uh, relatively easy. I mean, you mentioned how Braga is, uh, uh, you know, inferior quality. It's very difficult for me to say that. But I, I, just because it sounds very disrespectful, but I know exactly. It's a very clinical we way We disrespect teams all the time. Yes, I know. <laughs> I just, I, you <laughs> disrespect. No, I disrespect you guys. Very okay. different. Uh, teams I love. Um, <laughs> I will say, uh, watching this, it still felt like you haven't put the full puzzle together. Uh, Kavarachkelia seems like he's starting to, mm. to turn it back on. A lot of uh, passes into the final third, into the opposition's box. He's seemingly trying to get back that sort of attacking flair. Um, 
There's something still amiss. And I, I think back to Christine Cooper being on the show and saying this is not the right choice uh, for Napoli. And I'm still not seeing that she's wrong. And so that's mm. all I'm going to say. Simply watching this, I'm like, it's, you won, you got through, but I'm not convinced. It's so early. Mm. He, they've, he's played five games. Yeah. He, he beat Atalanta. Okay, Coach Bump, that's fine. You beat Atalanta. Who that was his not, first game. Not, mm. not that great. That was his yeah. first game. Cavaraschelli had a wonder goal in that. You lost well. to Inter. You lost to Juve. You lost to Real Madrid. Then you beat Braga, you're supposed to beat Braga. If not, it's a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, first building block. I feel like whenever there's a good result, in general, things tend to be so positive outlooking. Football is a marathon. Football is mm-hmm. a long season. This is the best team by a country mile or by a country kilometer in... <laughs> you're so proud of yourself. <laughs> in, in Italy. Like, easily. And... It's uh, it's <laughs> f- gonna be. Italy doesn't stop in the new year, by the way. They're like the prem this season. Mm-hmm. So they've got Roma coming up in a couple games. They've got a, a Coppa Italia game against Fiorentina. I really, I'm, I'm curious to see what Walter they can Marzari grow into this. Is. Yeah. Yeah. It will be very interesting. Um, all right, quickly, let's hit on Real Madrid, who top the group. Uh, they had the three-two win over Union Berlin. They are. Are we going to say the favorites? A favorite in Champions League this season? They are perfect. They're of, perfect. Of the three favorites, because I think that's the way you have yeah. to put it, mm-hmm. you would have obviously Bayern. You'd obviously have City, who obviously won it last uh, last year. Then you got to put Real Madrid in that, of that ilk. They're mm-hmm. of that S tier uh, in this competition. And they just continue to play well. Definitely, and, and Union put up an, an incredible fight. Mm-hmm. Listen, they had just snapped their 16-game winless streak at the weekend against Borussia Mönchengladbach. They, they actually thanked Charlie for, for uh, betting against them. <laughs> and, and, and in fact, they were up. The goalkeeper made a big penalty kick save. They went up 1-0, yeah. Yeah. and then Real Madrid ended up turning the game on its head. Uh, nonetheless, it was an incredible fight from, from Union, and respect to them because it's not easy going against the perennial champion of, of this yeah. competition, the Kings of Europe, like Real Madrid, credit to Jose Lu, who gets his first brace Mm -hmm. wearing the white shirt of Real Madrid, his first brace in almost like a year since he played for Espanyol. Um, And Dani Ceballos getting on the score sheet. Real Madrid was able to to, to mix it up a little bit. Um, Dani Ceballos, who got booed at the weekend, by the way, against his former team, Betty. So... You know you're getting to the bottom of your depth chart when Danny Ceballos gets But but they've been using Danny Ceballos just because they have so many injuries to their midfield with with, with, uh, Schwamenia, with Camavinga, and they've gone with Toni Kroos, Modric, who missed the penalty Mm -hmm. kick. And and Danny Ceballos is an option off the bench for for Real Madrid, so um, we we expected this, right? Yeah. The Champions League starts in February. The Champions League starts. It's exciting. It's exciting. Um, All right, guys, we are going to take another time out. We're going to take a look at the rest of Tuesday's Champions League results on the other side. Stay with us, everyone. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Inter go up against Real Sociedad with top spot at stake. 
Montreal require only a draw to win the group. Easier said than done, though, against Inter. And here is Alexis Sanchez. He almost found the finish. And Mkhitaryan has one cleared off the line. Still he goes on. Was he tripped? The referee points to the spot. Watch this one again on the monitor. And it will not be a penalty. Blazed across the face of goal. Here's Lachana Martinez. That may have been the chance for Inter to win it. Real Sociedad have done it. Who haven't even been in the competition for the last 10 years. Will go into the knockout rounds as group winners. A historic achievement for Real Sociedad. Welcome back. We're diving into yesterday's Group D action in Champions League. Here's a look at the final standings there. Real Sociedad topping the group over Inter Milan. Benfica managed to snag that third position and FC Salzburg finish in fourth. We saw the highlights from that Sociedad Inter match. It was, you know, an exciting nil-nil draw. <laughs> the suspense. <laughs> uh, basically, either team needed a win to top the group or a draw, and so it was Real Sociedad who ends up uh, getting through on goal differential. But um, let's chat about Benfica. Oof. Yeah. Because this was this was crazy. They basically they needed they needed to win and they needed to win by two goals in order to secure a place in Europa League last year. And they somehow managed to do it after looking really really poor throughout Champions League group stage. It, yeah, really really poor is a great qualitative description of, of how Benfica <laughs> no was. Because, yeah. no, no, no. no, I, hey. I, I, no I think, not for nothing. No, not, not that it's no disrespect. Yeah. I think Benfica disrespected their fans. Again, it's in a similar vein to Manchester United. This is a two-time European champion, Benfica. They made it to the quarterfinals right. they, last they, year. They're expected They've won their to, league, I think, like 36 times. Yeah, they, they, they not are. only that, in Europe, you expect them to, com to compete, and, and they didn't. They got blown away by opposition. Obviously, Real Sociedad and and Inter are, are, are very, very good. But look, I, I think it's very telling that you were up 3-0 with a Joao Mario hat-trick on match day five, and you ended up drawing That's that right. game to Inter subs. So uh, for Benfica, this is, I guess, you know, the, the silver lining is like, hey, you got eliminated, but you're still in Europa League after having been winless through five games. For a team that you expect much more, and, and, and Holger Schmidt with Benfica has been doing a good job. In fact, in the last couple of match days in, in the Primera Liga, domestically in Portugal, they dropped out of that top spot that they held on mm -hmm. for the majority of, of the season. For Di Maria, who is closer to retirement than to anything else. Ah, but this is their son coming home. Right, but, but, but even, you know, at his age, he's still making a difference. Oh, he was, in Europe, which is incredible. So there were rumors that last week that he was going to be signing for Rosario Central in Argentina mm -hmm. at the end of the season, and, and he still has he was more the orchestrator. to give. Yeah, he he carried the team yesterday. I thought it was so fun to watch him. He's actually like one of the players when I first got FIFA that I played with ah. that made me pick number eleven in my playing career because oh, wow. oh. that's very cool. I loved the way he plays, and he still has it. Like scoring the Olimpico, and he was setting everyone else up, and he had so many shots. I thought he is fantastic and is in such good form. Had to give some love to your, to your Argentinian. And I think very, very much deserved. Mm -hmm. I think He's if you say incredible. that, if you, you said that now, you might not ever pay for food in the Iron Bound <laughs> section of Newark. <laughs> Angel Di Maria and Benfica are like gods yeah. in that area. So it's nice to see him go back home and at least keep them in a European competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Amazing. Um, I just want to point out, too, that uh, for Real Sociedad, this is their first time qualifying to the round of uh, 16 since 2003-2004. Wow. So well done. All credit to Emmanuel Alguacil. They've 
believed in that project at Real Sociedad, that's the manager of the mm -hmm. team, that has them playing attractive football, obviously in a 0-0. This is the game in, that we least saw in the Golazo show, so I can't speak properly to depth about that game. Wait, but about a nil-nil didn't hit the goal. Yeah. <laughs> Our only goal is yeah. game of the day, regardless. That package made that game very <laughs> exciting, so however. Yeah. You should have played that music during the Golazo show. <laughs> Big picture, they're a very exciting nil -nil team. Draw. And the fact that, for example, they finish first and can avoid yeah. the likes of first place finishers yeah. like impressive. an Arsenal, mm -hmm. for example and not get the Carlos Vela derby or the Nacho Monreal derby. <laughs> um, you know, you want to avoid the big teams. And finishing first is yeah. all credit to them. Massive, yeah. massive. All right, uh, let's quickly chat on Group B. Here's a look at their final table. And Arsenal topping yeah. the group. Well done, Alexis. I know it was Thank all you. you. All you, but... PSV <laughs> 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 in second. They finished to a 1-1 draw yesterday. Uh, Sevilla, though, out. Ciao. Out of European competition. They won Europa League last, last yeah. season, Nico. With a different manager who Sevilla fired a little bit earlier in the season, Jose Luis Mendilibar. A little bit disrespectful. I'm not too sure what was the reasoning behind that to then hire an unproven coach in Europe like Diego Alonso. And that might have just been the guillotine coming down on the former Inter-Miami and Uruguay national team manager, Diego Alonso. Sevilla dead last after winning the Europa League. They're, they're back to having that same tone of the season that, remember, we just started morning footy. How were we talking about Sevilla? That were, were the flirting with relegation yes. for a large portion of the season last season. Them winning Europa League was shocking. Like, it was like, Saving, how? saving yes. grace this season. They had to bring in a relegation specialist, a, a, a man who had never coached European football before, Jose Luis Mendilibar, who pulled off the impossible, beating Manchester United, winning the Europa League. And then they fired him, hired Diego Alonso, and now they're out of Europe full stop. I don't know. There's a lot of fans who aren't happy probably at this moment with Pepe Castro, who's the president of Sevilla. And I wonder how this is going to escalate, but I, I don't see Diego Alonso in the chair for long. Dude, Sevilla not in Europa is like waking That's up from your shoelaces being gone. You're like, what? <laughs> what do I do? How do I do this? <laughs> Where do wild. I even go now? Well, I have to imagine the rest of Europe is kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Europa team's like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Well done, Lance. Um, all right, guys, we are going to take a break. Hey, you guys had a chance to catch up with uh, Paul Caligiri Absolutely. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And behind the billion dollar goal, that is the new docuseries streaming now on Paramount Plus. We're going to hear that conversation when we return. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, Two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. 